0: Western New York race fans, it's time to crank it up. Start your
1: engine! For the next hour, the airwaves belong to you. Sit down, strap in, and let's head to WGR's Fast Track. All right, take a nice, big, me breath, buddy. With your host, let's go out there and have a good day, all right, bud. Dave Buchanan. Am I on? Okay, good morning, Grace fans. I'm sorry, the little red light that says my microphone is on did not come on, so I wasn't sure if my microphone was working, so we're off to a great start. Good morning, Grace fans. Welcome to another edition of WGR's Fast Track. I'm Dave Buchanan. Thanks for listening, as always, and a false start there. We'll uh, we'll put out the L flag and we'll restart the field here off of turn four. Uh, happy Father's Day. Great show lined up for you this morning on this Father's Day Sunday. Uh, if you, I, we do this every year and would love to hear some more of these stories, but if you have a, a story about your dad in racing or how maybe your dad got you made you a fan of racing or however uh, he affected your life when it comes to motorsports, love to hear about it this morning here on the program, 803-0550-1888-550-2550. Coming up on today's show... Uh, Cup Series, obviously, off this weekend, taking a break before they begin the uh, long stretch towards the end of the regular season, starting next weekend in Sonoma, and then off to uh, Daytona, 4th of July weekend, but the Cup Series off this weekend. However, the trucks and Xfinity Series are in action this weekend at the Iowa Speedway. The trucks ran last night. The Xfinity Series in action today. So coming up in about 11 minutes or so, we'll head out to Iowa and talk to Jim Utter from Motorsport.com, who is covering all the events down there. We'll talk to... Jim, about all three major national series for NASCAR. At the bottom of the hour, uh, coming up in a couple of weeks, the sailing six hours at the Glen for the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car uh, Series. And uh, one of the drivers that will be in action in two weeks at the Glen, the freshly repaved Watkins Glen International, Tom Long, who drives the Mazda Racing prototype in the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship, will join us at the bottom of the hour. Uh, We'll get Tom's insight. Tom has actually already run a race on the new... Newly repaved Watkins Glen International, so we'll get his thoughts on uh, how things are going. Uh, how things how things were at the Glen for him in his first start. Although I think the weather will be uh, a 180, 180 degree change from when it was when he ran it earlier this year to uh, probably two weeks when they're at racing at the Glen Fourth of July weekend. He raced back there in the that really cold weekend in May. Remember, it snowed like a, a, on a Sunday in May. Uh, a, a couple of months ago, that's when he raced at Watkins Glen. So when he goes back there for the July weekend, I have a feeling uh, conditions will be quite different. So, but we'll get Tom's thoughts on that and his season in general uh, so far with the Mazda Racing team in the IMSA Sports Car Championship. We'll get his thoughts too on the 24 Hours of Le Mans as uh, that wrapped up this morning. And well, well, I hope you caught the end of it because it was a crazy finish at Le Mans this morning. Uh, the race had been utterly dominated by the Toyota teams in the main overall category. Uh, Toyota had just dominated the event and with seriously with about 2 minutes to go in the race, two laps to go to the like 23 hours 57 minutes they had raced. The Toyota car led, led the event for most of the most of the day. Uh, broke on the, on the next-to-last lap, and the Porsches were able to drive by and steal the win. So utter heartbreak for the Toyota team at Le Mans, and uh, Porsche got the overall victory. So I'm I'm sure we'll get Tom's thoughts about that as an experienced road racer as well, too, at the bottom of the hour. But again, phone lines open here this first segment, 803-0550, 888 Uh You can also find us on Twitter, too, at FastTrack550, and also facebook.com slash wgr fast track as I said of course it's it's father's day so if you have any uh, stories about you and your dad going to the races or maybe your dad works with you on cars or, or however uh he has maybe got you involved in the sport love to hear about it this this is a big father's day for me uh, I, I talk about it a lot now and i try I try not to because I think it's I don't want to talk about my my personal life so much here on the program but this is my first father's day uh, having my, my daughter home a year ago we celebrated father's day but my, my daughter was still in the the NICU at sister's hospital so I was I was a dad on paper but I wasn't I didn't get the full dad experience at the time because you know she was still in her little incubator and and all the great nurses and doctors at sister's hospital were, were watching her around the clock so I didn't have to Do a whole lot except, you know, come to the hospital and look at her and see how cute she was uh, despite being premature. Um, But a year later, totally different. I have now been fully immersed in dad life, and it's been great. And uh, as I like to say, the the first three months of her life that she was in the NICU at Sisters were the longest three months of my life. And the uh, eight months since, since we've brought her home in uh, late July last year, uh, have probably been the fastest eight months in my life. But it's been really great. And uh, she's doing very well and uh, just uh, looking forward to future Father's Days down the road as she continues to grow up. So uh, just wanted to say that. And uh, happy Father's Day to all the dads out there, including my dad. And as I've told this story many times, I think every Father's Day I probably tell this story on the program. We've been on the air for eight years. But if it wasn't for my dad, I wouldn't be uh, as as involved in this sport as I think as I would be. I, I grew up watching racing on television on ESPN growing up as a kid. And I was I liked racing, but uh, having my dad take me out to to Lancaster Speedway growing up is what really got me involved in the sport. It allowed me to become uh, an announcer at the 14 years old, uh, which led me to my some so my part time broadcasting career, I guess you could call it, that has led me to uh, announce racing all over the region and do this radio show for eight years. So I will be eternally grateful for that. Um, but uh, that's he's the reason why I am. Involved in the world of motorsports as I am here locally, and, and such a big fan of it as well too. So, hope you have a great story to share with about your dad and racing here again. Feel free to bring it here at 803 eight eight five fifty two five fifty. As the Cup Series, uh, fifteen races in here on an off weekend before they gear up. As I said, for the kind of the stretch run for the end of the regular season, eleven races left before the chase begins in September. It starts next weekend in Sonoma, and this is probably one of the most exciting portions or maybe the exciting most exciting portion of the schedule outside of the chase, I guess you could say. Uh obviously the chase is exciting on its own, but just when you look at the variety of tracks that they're gonna run on over the next uh nine, ten, eleven weeks, it, it's some of the most uh it, it, the variety of tracks, some of the most exciting tracks in the circuit. You've got Sonoma, which of course road course racing we know and, and NASCAR has has gotten so crazy over the last five, six years and how all these drivers have become so adapted driving on road courses and how physical's become out there racing on road courses. So that in itself will make for an exciting race next weekend. Then they go to Daytona, you know, the traditional 4th of July weekend race, the Coke 0400, restricted plate racing, you know, take it or leave it. Uh, you, you know what kind of action that's going to bring. Then they go to Kentucky Well, they'll have the reduced downforce package, um newly repaved Kentucky Speedway so that's going to be kind of a wild card then it's New Hampshire and Indianapolis which is a you know a snoozer of a race can be at least there hopefully the lower downforce might help there then they go back to Pocono and then it's Watkins Glen another road course race and then Bristol another short track the back to back exciting weeks there and then Michigan Darlington for the Southern 500 and then they wrap up the regular season at Richmond so this is maybe uh one of the most Funnest stretches of, of the Spring Cup Series schedule, I think, coming up these last 11 weeks of the regular season because of the variety of tracks. And you tossed in a couple of road course races, a restrictor plate race, uh, some short tracks, and you got a mile, couple mile and a half, so you got some two-mile tracks. You got basically every type of race track that you're going to run in a Spring Cup Series season, every type of surface um, is, is up for grabs here during this these last few races of the regular season. So really, uh, you need to be a well-rounded driver. If you need to make the chase, and this is your chance to make up some of those points, you'll need to do it. Uh, looking at the standards, of course, Joey Logano getting the win at Michigan last weekend, becoming the latest winner on the uh, Spring Cup Series circuit. That gives us a total of uh, 10 winners now here in 2016. Again, we talked about earlier in the year how we thought maybe that we wouldn't get as many winners uh, this season with all the guys, all the repeat winners we had early year, but now we're starting to pick up, uh, adding a few names to that list in the last couple of weeks, and Martin Truex, Kurt Busch, and now Joey Logano fi- finally getting his first win. But when you look at the standings, um, it's you got Harvick with a win, you got Bush, Keselowski, Edwards, Logano, Johnson, Truex, Bush Kyle Busch and Kenseth and Denny Hamlin, all your winners so far this year. So they're going to be virtually locked in the chase. And then you look at those guys with no wins that are going to be fighting for the points. And it's Chase Elliott, the rookie, that's got the leg up on all those guys right now. Elliott is six in the standings and uh, has got quite a buffer over everybody else that has yet to win a race this year. So he is uh, sitting pretty so far. Obviously, a rookie driver. We'll see if he can keep it up. Throughout the rest of the regular season, he is going to be tested. Obviously, during this stretch with all the different uh, surfaces, he's going to run on to a couple. Of his first, it'll be first two couple cup starts on road courses. Although he had some success on some road courses in in the truck series, he had a good run at Canadian Tire Motorsports Park once. Um, so we'll see how good of a road course driver he is in the cup series. But he's got a little bit of a buffer over the rest of the guys that have yet to win this year. And then you look at names like Dale Earnhardt Jr. Austin Dillon, Jamie McMurray, Ryan Newman, Ryan Blaney. Those are the last uh, five guys right now in on points if the chase were to start today. And then uh, some familiar names. It seems like every year we talk about the same guys that are always on the outside looking in, like Casey kane uh, A.J. Allmendinger, Trevor Bain, Ricky Stenhouse, Kyle Larson, Paul Menard, uh, Menard Clint Boyer, Greg Biffle, uh, all on the outside looking in right now. So... These guys are either going to have to you know, circle a date here on these remaining regular season schedule and, and pick one of those races to go all out to maybe get that win, or they're just going to have to be really, really consistent over the next 11 races to uh, make their way into the chase um, for the Spring Cup Series, As uh, again, uh, as we head towards uh, Sonoma and Daytona and this stretch of uh, racing action. Uh, I, usually, though, by this time of the year, you, you don't see a lot of movement uh, on the schedule, uh, usually, you know, it seems like once we get out of Charlotte Memorial Day weekend, the guys that are in chase contention traditionally wind up being the guys that make the chase come September, and uh, that that makes it obviously that much harder for those names that we listed that are in those seventeenth, eighteenth, and nineteenth places in the in the standings. So it's gonna take like uh, an AJ Allmendinger a couple years ago Watkins Glenn to just. Go out and steal a win, and, and get in on the chase. Get in to the chase with with a victory at a, a track like that. Um, that is obviously, I'm sure, these two road course races coming up this summer obviously are going to be big for Almendinger with his experience and uh, his previous win at Watkins Glen. I'm sure that's what the, the JTG Doherty folks are going to be shooting for with those two races to try and earn their way into the chase that way. But you've got you know someone like Carl Larson that continues to come so close to victory and uh, has just come up short, and all it takes is for him to to get a win, and and maybe not on the road course, but obviously a wild-card race like Daytona, or um, he's done really well. He's improving greatly on the mile-and-a-half and and two-mile tracks, and and, you you could look at a, a Pocono or a Michigan for Larson to potentially get that first win. It'll be interesting to see, obviously. 803-0550, 1-888-552-550. 803 550 1-888-552-550. The Xfinity Series in action today at Iowa. as uh, It's an all Joe Gibbs front row. In fact, it's a Joe Gibbs top three sweep sweep in qualifying with Eric Jones and Daniel Suarez on the front row. Sam Hornish Jr. back in the Xfinity Series. He is filling in for an injured Matt Tiff today. He'll roll off third alongside Justin Allgaier. Uh, row three, Elliot Sadler and Ben Kennedy making his debut in the Xfinity series. If you're not familiar with Ben Kennedy, he is actually the uh, grandson of Bill France Jr., the uh, former leader uh, of NASCAR. He is uh, the nephew of Brian France and uh, the uh, great grandson of Bill France Sr., the founder of NASCAR uh he will, he has been running in the truck series but he makes his Xfinity series uh debut today uh driving for Richard Childress Racing. Brad Keselowski is the lone uh what we used to call bushwhacker in the field, the uh cup guy that comes down in the Xfinity series. Brad is the only one in the field today. No Kyle Busch, uh no Kevin Harvick, no uh Dale Earnhardt Jr. uh, trying to steal a win, but it will be Brad Keselowski uh, out there driving the Penske 22 today. He starts 7th alongside Ty Dillon. You got Alex Bobin, who's uh, trying to make the best of a bad situation after losing his cup ride just before the season began with Tommy Baldwin racing. He's been running a couple of races for uh, JR Motorsport, Junior Motorsport this year, and he'll be in the 88 car today rolling off ninth. And then Brandon Jones, who's a rookie, uh, driving Uh, For Richard Childress Racing, he'll round out the top ten starters, and then you got the uh, the two Roush drivers, Ryan Reed, Daryl Wallace Jr. We we had Ryan here on the show before, a former winner in the Xfinity Series, and Daryl Wallace. uh, These guys trying to become the next generation of Cup drivers um, for Roush Fenway Racing. I mean, you look at uh, you know Greg Biffle getting up there in age, and you you see Ricky Stenhouse's struggles could a cup seat open for these guys in the future, especially Daryl Walls Jr. He had all that success in the truck series, you know, one at Eldora a couple of years ago and then, you know, left his deal with Kyle Busch Motorsports because they couldn't get a good sponsorship package for him to go full time. And uh, he bailed on his deal with, with KBM and, and has wound up at Roush Fenway and hasn't had this success yet so far in the Xfinity series, but it uh, is, you know, getting better and better as these weeks go by. This last couple of seasons, still looking for a first win in the series, though. But he'll roll off twelfth today. Um, beyond that, uh, that, that that's pretty much the big notable names in the field. You really do have kind of that drop off in talent uh, in the Xfinity series. You get you you look at all the. Teams that we mentioned here, right off the start, it's all the big name teams. It's the it's the Joe Gibbs's, it's the Junior Motorsports, which is basically Hendrick Motorsports. Uh, you know Penske Racing, RCR. Uh, those are in obvi- Roush the dominant teams, and then you get to some of the the smaller independent teams. Um, Mike, is is Jim on the line or no? Okay, I was making sure my call screen was working pre- uh, correctly, so we're awaiting to hear from Jim Utter, who is out at the uh, Iowa Speedway covering the Xfinity and. Uh, a uh, truck series races this weekend, so phone lines open here as we wait for Jim at 888 eight 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 five fifty two five fifty. Of course, the one big change this year for the Xfinity and truck series is this is the first year that they also have their own chase. The NASCAR adding it this year, despite you know the truck series having some close points battles the last couple of years with the traditional points format. NASCAR decided to go this year with uh, the the. Uh, uh, chase programs for both of those series, but they're a little bit different than the the Cup series. Uh, you know, in the Xfinity series, it's a just it's it goes instead of sixteen, they take twelve, and it is a uh, seven race chase. It doesn't begin until Kentucky, so they have a little bit longer regular season, as we like to call it, and then they have a seven race chase. The field starts with twelve, and then eight, and then the final four uh, go you know go for the series champion at Homestead, just like the Cup series does. And uh, it, again, all uh, some of those names we mentioned are right there in in chase contention. Guys like Eric Jones and, and Daniel Suarez, Elliott Sadler, Ty Dillon, Justin Allgaier, Brandon Jones. Then he got some of the some of the struggling teams also sneaking in there. A guy like a Blake Cook and a Ryan Sieg that run these smaller teams. Uh, they're slowly making their way into the chase contention, and uh, that obviously will help them, not only shows that they're improving as a driver, but it gets them a little bit extra attention, too, and maybe helps them land a bigger sponsor to help some of the uh, lesser-funded teams out. I wouldn't call them underfunded because they can still spend the money to to come to the track and, and maybe not field a, a competitive, as competitive engine program, maybe, but they still buy all the necessary sets of tires and bring... Uh, all the, you know, the necessary crew to the racetrack, but maybe they're just lacking a little bit of horsepower and technology compared to the bigger teams. But, uh, it obviously gets those drivers a little bit of attention being able to qualify for the chase and, you know, maybe pulling an upset and moving on to the the second round and maybe having a shot to go for the championship in Homestead, Miami. And the truck series also has their chase format this year and it's a, a little bit smaller. Um, when they had talked about, uh, creating the chase for the truck series i i was hoping that they would go with a smaller field because the drop-off in talent is it's you know is even more greater in the truck series than it is in the xfinity series with the drop-off in talent and it's a much smaller chase field they only take eight drivers and uh they have uh a seven race chase as well uh, starting at New Hampshire in September. And right now the drivers in chase contention there are William Byron, Matt Crafton, John Hunter Nemechek, Johnny Sauter, Timothy Peters, Daniel Hemrick, Tyler Reddick, and Ben Kennedy. And Byron is on fire right now in the truck series. William Byron's driving for KBM, Kyle Busch Motorsports. Here's a young guy that, you know, got his start playing iRacing, and that led to... uh. You know, actually trying it for real in in Legends cars and late models, and next thing you knew, he was in the K N E series, and now he's driving for Kyle Busch Motorsports in the Truck Series, and he's already got three wins in his rookie season. He picked up the win last night, uh, holding off Cole Custer to get the win last night, and now he's got back-to-back wins and three wins this season in the Truck Series, and it's just amazing that here here's a young man that you know didn't start by driving go karts or, or you know driving street stocks or anything. He just was. Could it playing iRacing on the computer, and they're like, "All right, let, let's try it for real." And and apparently, the uh, the practice uh, driving simulators paid off because it led uh, to him, you know, quickly ascending the racing ranks, and, and now he's in the truck series, and he is a, a championship contender. He's challenging of a, a, a veteran in Matt Crafton uh, for the the championship this year. Uh, in the in the truck series, he's only trails him now by eleven points after last night's race. So uh, it's amazing what this young man William Byron has done this year with uh, three wins now in just his rookie season uh, here in the truck series. Uh, again, 552 eight 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 five fifty two five fifty. Speaking of Matt Crafton, one of the bigger truck series teams in the sport, Thor Sport Racing, they field. Uh, four truck series teams, including the one for Matt Crafton, who's the points leader. Riku Abreu, the former sprint car driver who is in his rookie year. Ben Rohn's at Cameron Haley. They run a four truck operation. They're based out of Sandusky, Ohio, actually. And, you know, obviously not near the hub of Charlotte, North Carolina, where the majority of Major uh, NASCAR national teams are based. They're not down there in the Charlotte area, Mooresville, North Carolina area. They're up in Sandusky, Ohio, or by Cedar Point, and uh, their shop was ravaged by fire recently, and uh, they took some uh, heavy damage. Luckily, some of their race trucks and their haulers were spared from the damage, and uh, from all uh, indications from the team, they had a, a press conference this weekend at iowa speedway they're still going to be all systems go they're going to keep fielding all four trucks it's not going to slow them down at all um obviously a lot of people have also reached out to help them too but they uh they obviously uh, have a big mountain here to climb now with their race shop you know, being torched um just a couple of weeks ago up there in sandusky ohio but thor sport has been it's kind of the big independent team out there uh, in the tr- in the truck series, you know, kind of like a, a furniture r- row racing in the Cup series, located out in Denver. This ThorSport racing up there in Sandusky, Ohio, uh, you know, kind of the the lone wolf out there. But they obviously have a great driver in Matt Crafton, who's you know that lone, just like ThorSport, that lone veteran. Now the the truck series used to be kind of the haven for those. Outlaw veteran drivers when he had back in the day the Hornadays and Spragues and Skinners going at it. And that was a ton of – and Todd Bodine, and that was a lot of fun watching those guys. But just like the Xfinity Series now, the Truck Series has really become uh, even a, a talent development series with young guys like William Byron and Tyler Reddick and Daniel Hemrick, uh, Ariko Brew, you Abreu, know, these guys – Uh, You know, coming up in the sport and now the the truck series has almost become a development series as well. But Matt Crafton's that lone veteran, you know, that continues to run in the truck series. He's always said that, you, you know, for all his success in the truck series, he did not want to move to the Cup Series in, you know, lesser equipment. He's driving top notch equipment for the truck series. But when it comes to the cup series, he didn't want to go run for a lesser team and embarrass himself and, you know, land on his face trying to run in the cup series. Of course, he has one famous cup series or I think it's at least one, but these, the cup series races he's run, it's, it's only been in relief for Kyle Bush last year driving for Joe Gibbs racing. That is one of the few times he's run in the cup series. And, uh, he just, just refuses to, to move up if, if he's not going to be in, in top flight competition. And, you know, why not? you know, continue to run for championships and wins in a series like the truck series instead of, you know, running for 15th or 20th in the Cup Series and just be frustrated. It's a very interesting um, career for Matt Crafton, but obviously he'll go down as one of the all-time greats in the truck series. Well, we failed to connect with Jim Utter over in Iowa. Sorry about that. Uh, We thought thought I had Jim lined up, talked to him on Friday, but apparently, uh, obviously, race mornings are very busy. And the cell signals, who knows, also aren't the greatest at racetracks on race day when you get all those people in there. So I apologize that we weren't able to connect with Jim. Wanted to get his thoughts on uh, the Xfinity and Truck Series and the Cups, but no such luck. So we're going to head to break here when we come back. Hopefully we can get a hold of Tom Long, who drives for Mazda in the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship Series as he drives uh, their prototype car. And it'll be a Watkins Glen in a couple of weeks for the Salem Six Hours at the Glen. That'll be next here on Fast Track on WGR. 11.32 11.32 here on WGR Sports Radio 550, debut Buchanan, and WGR's Fast Track here on this Father's Day Sunday, a hot and steamy Father's Day weekend here in western New York, but gorgeous, love it, got plenty of racing in this weekend and ready to enjoy a nice afternoon uh, on the patio. Uh, Formula One in action already today at the Grand Prix of Europe, which took place in the country of Azerbaijan over, I believe that's in Eastern Europe. And, uh, Nico Rosberg back in victory lane. It's been a couple of races, but Rosberg dominating the field, winning by almost 17 seconds over Sebastian Vettel. Uh, and rounding up the podium, Sergio Perez, kind of an upset for, uh, the Force India team, rounding out the top three. Perez actually qualified second, but had to start seventh because the team made a gearbox change after qualifying. So he had to, it was, uh, you got a five-position penalty on the starting grid because of it, but still uh, bounced back to finish third. Kimi Raikkonen and Lewis Hamilton rounding out the top five in Azerbaijan. Uh, the Hasef one-team finishing 13th for Grosjean and 16th for Gutierrez, so uh, they fell outside the points this weekend in Europe. And I forgot last weekend, with them being at Montreal... I forgot to do my, my terrible French, which I, I love whenever the, the F1 runs at Montreal or when the, the Xfinity Series used to race up there, when I try to call it the circuit Gilles Villeneuve in my, my terrible French. So uh, I guess we could do some more terrible French, though, with with the 24 Hours Le Mans this weekend. Uh, and with that, we're going to go to the AT&T hotline and bring in from the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship Series driver for uh, the Mazda prototype team. Tom Long jo- joins us on the line. Tom, it's Dave Buchanan here in Buffalo. Good morning.
0: Hey, good morning, Dave. Thanks for having
1: me on the show. Uh, no problem. Thanks for joining us. And actually, I, if you don't mind, I'd love to, to start by talking to you about Le Mans. Um, for, for a guy involved in road racing, if you're not in France, is it basically just camp out in front of the TV all weekend and watch what's going on at Le Mans?
0: Yeah, I mean, certainly that's exciting. You know, that's the pinnacle of uh, sports car racing for uh, for the world. And, uh, you know, it's um, it's. It's amazing the drama that uh that that race can produce, you know just just when you think uh the race is almost over and you have one lap left uh as we saw today things things can happen so uh, you know just uh just excited to see some of the Americans doing so well over there and uh uh just heartbreaker for uh, for Toyota it looked like you know I guess. Yeah. Mazda Mazda remains the uh the only Asian auto manufacturer to uh to have won that race. Uh, uh actually it's a 25th anniversary this year.
1: Yeah, obviously uh heartbreak Toyota just dominated it and to break with minutes remaining in a 24-hour event, it's just unbelievable. It amazes me, Tom, whether it's Le Mans or Daytona, after 23 hours, 23 and a half hours of racing, and it comes down to to seconds on the racetrack. That is one of the most remarkable things about sports car racing is is no matter how long you guys race, it can still come down to a matter of seconds.
0: It's a, it is incredible. Uh, it's just uh, and it's such a team team oriented sport. You know, with our our Mazda racing program, the, you know the the drivers and and sometimes uh, get more credit than uh, than the rest of the team. You know, it's it, it's an absolute team sport to keep. A car running for 24 hours starts well before the event even even begins. But uh, but those uh, those crews uh, just incredible amount of uh, talent and resources to uh, to keep keep the cars going.
1: Well, let's talk about your year so far with uh, the number 70 Mazda Motorsports uh, prototype in the IMSA Weathertech Sports Car Championship. Uh, how are things going for you so far this year I know you got, you got a couple of uh, fourth place finishes under your belt including one at Detroit. How are things going for you so far this season?
0: yeah, yeah this season has been going wonderful for uh, for Mazda racing program. we uh, we had a lot of uh, a lot of excitement uh, due for this season with a uh, with a new engine package. Um, the, uh, MZO 2.0 T, uh, which is our, uh, two liter engine that we're running in our, in our Moth prototype. And, uh, it's, it's been a rocket. Um, we've, uh, we've had just a bunch of, uh, a bunch of new firsts for the program, best, best finishes, best results, um, besting our, 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 our results from last year. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, we're really excited to be coming to Watkins Glen next. Um, we had a, uh, a one, two, uh, Front row starting position for uh, for the Mazdas at uh, Mazda Raceway recently. So mm-hmm. you know the home the home track. It was uh, it was great to be running up front and uh, pacing most of that weekend. And uh, we think Watkins Glen with the brand new pavement um, is just gonna fall right into uh, to the Mazdas pr- uh, you know favor yeah. coming uh, coming up in a couple weeks.
1: You you mentioned your new engine program, and I, I believe part of that has to do with a different fuel that you guys are running this year. I know we had the uh, the unification, of course, uh, the, the the Grand American and the Rolex Series into the United IMSA front here, and you guys came in with the the diesel powered engines last couple of years, but you've you've switched to just regular gasoline this year, and that's also helping you guys. I hear.
0: Yeah, I mean yeah, like uh like you said, you know, our Sky Active, uh technology with the diesel program was an incredible development engine development program that uh that we were able to be a part of and uh it's just a lot of fun to help, you know, develop that and in kind of hand in hand with Japan um on their diesel technology and then uh now we move forward with uh with a gas engine that um it's uh, it, it 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 likes to uh it likes to stretch its legs down those long straightaways (laughs) at uh, Watkins Glen up through the S's. So uh, we're excited to get there and uh, get started.
1: Tom Long joining us here on the line from the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. Well, as you mentioned Watkins Glen next up on your race schedule and I know you've already been out to the, the Glen this year to check out some of the repaving. I don't know if you got any on-track time, but you were coaching with the MX5 Cup series there uh, back in May. Of course, when you were there it was, you know, rain and snow, which is, you know, a typical weekend here in upstate New York, but I think when you go to the Glen in a couple of weeks the the weather's going to be a lot different.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Always looking forward to uh the July fourth weekend up there in uh in Watkins Glen. It's uh just one of my favorite time of year to be up there and one of my favorite tracks around the country. So uh it's I think it's gonna be wonderful for uh for all the fans that get to camp out for the weekend. Um just you know, it it's uh, doesn't get any better than that. Six hours of racing on a Sunday afternoon and uh in upstate New York it's uh can't beat it.
1: Obviously, with the new pavement, speeds are going to be up. I know some of the teams have already done some testing. Can you put a number on it for us? How much faster are you guys going to be going this year, say, compared to last year with the freshly laid-down asphalt there at Watkins Glen?
0: Yeah, Watkins Glen has done an incredible job with the new pavement. It's not just pavement. The curbing is all different. Uh-huh. And uh, and it, it's just – they've done just an amazing job how smooth the surface is uh-huh. uh, several seconds. Uh, different because a lot of the patchwork and things that you know with the old pavement and the uh, curve really didn't allow us to optimize the uh, the package mm-hmm. for our monsters. And the way that works is basically you know th- these cars work off of downforce, off of the, the aerodynamic grip that the car can create the higher the speed. And so by doing so, the lower you can run the car, the more grip you create. Right. That. That's uh, the aerodynamic advantage. So the bumpier the circuit, the higher we have to raise the car to allow for the suspension to move around. So now that it's smooth, we're going to run the car really low and, uh, and shooting for the uh, top step of that podium.
1: Just lay it down and, and go flat out. What's your, what's your favorite part of the Glen Road Course? Is it the S's, the bus stop, the boot? What's your uh, favorite part of the Glen
0: Oh, man, there's so many great complexes to that circuit. The boot is absolutely, though, my favorite. Uh, you know, there's a lot of challenges on the, on the track, but mm-hmm. when you're talking about the elevation, you know, going from the bus stop around the outer loop, uh, turn five, as we call it, down into the boot, I mean, the, the elevation change all the way down to what they call the toe, mm-hmm. turn seven. And then you have this incredible climb. It's about the steepest uphill that, that we'll We'll go all year, and uh, and make that climb all the way up to toe, uh, coming down to the heel. Um, it's just it's just such a, a, an exhilarating feeling to be climbing that many stories of uh, of elevation uh, in that monster prototype. It, it pulls that hill really quickly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Tom Long, uh, we'll wrap up. Dear with a, a final question tom and i want to ask you actually about a race that you run uh back memorial day weekend at lime rock park over in connecticut you ran a, a continental tire sports car challenge race tell us about your special co-driver for that event you ran back in may
0: yeah that that was an incredible weekend uh liam dwyer who's a uh staff sergeant of the marines uh now retired um just he is an inspiration uh just a true american hero he uh he, he lost a lot of function uh, in his body after stepping on a uh, IED bomb in uh, Afghanistan, lo- losing his uh, his leg, left leg above the knee, mm-hmm. and he's uh, been able to overcome that and is now racing uh, professionally for Mazda. And uh, we were teammates co-driving in the, the two and a half hour event and on Memorial Day weekend, which was actually three years. Within a couple of days of when he was in Afghanistan, mm-hmm. we were able to pull off the win, and uh, it was extremely emotional. Just um, a really, really big day, kind of a storybook ending uh, to to the day that uh, couldn't couldn't have scripted. Yeah,
1: that, that's very cool. Do you know how he how he got involved in motorsports once he was uh, finished with the military?
0: So he had always been involved uh, in motorsports from an interest standpoint as a fan, but never was he a driver and mm-hmm. he had the interest in driving. So he would do what they would call track events with his, with his normal you know, street car. And then yeah. after, after he was uh, through many, many surgeries to get, to get him to the point where he could, uh, he could start to drive again. Um, he really took, took this passion for, for driving. And it's what he says makes him feel like he has no uh, no limits, no no disabilities, nothing. Yeah. And so um, so when we met uh, at Daytona for during the Rolex 24 hour uh, a couple years ago, uh, he was still in a wheelchair, mm-hmm. and his progress had gotten where now he's uh, got a, a prosthetic leg and he can walk. Um, and he's able to uh to function in the car using a couple special uh pieces with uh, attaching his leg to the clutch pedal with a quick release um and and basically he was able to develop his driving skill and get the opportunities uh Freedom Auto Sport is the Tomas the MX5 team in the Continental tire series that uh, that gave him the opportunity to uh to uh to test and he uh he was quick right off the bat, and uh, we only got faster, and like like we said, we were able to pull off that win.
1: That is fantastic. Thank you for uh, sharing that story with us. And, and, Tom, thank you for the time giving us your insight. We'll uh, look forward to the sailing six hours of the Glen coming up the weekend of June 30th through July 3rd at Watkins Glen International. You can get tickets at theglen.com. Tom, best of luck at the Glen and the rest of the 2016 season for the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks,
0: Dave. Yeah, looking forward to seeing everybody out there at Watkins Glen for, uh, for the upcoming event. Uh, we'll be uh, we'll be working hard.
1: All right. Very good. Tom Long again from the uh, Mazda prototype team on the IMSA Sports Car Championship. You can follow him on Twitter too at Tom Long Racing. And how cool is that? Uh, Getting to drive race with uh, a veteran that lost his leg in combat and overcoming that to, to race again. They, you know, as he said, he they, they, they attach the prosthetic leg to the clutch pedal so you can operate that. It's, you know, it's not like driving your street car where you're just using the right foot. It, with road racing, it's two-foot you know clutch gas and, and the brake, every, obviously. So uh, that's a neat story. I'm glad Tom could uh, share that with us. Uh, by the way, we're going to have more Sail in Six Hours coverage here in the program. Coming out next week, we'll welcome Christian Fittipaldi back to the show. Uh, Christian's tied for the Series Points lead in the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. We had Christian on the show, I think it was a couple of years ago. He is the nephew, of course. Emerson Fittipaldi, so uh, we'll talk to Christian next Sunday as uh, we ramp up for the Salem Six Hours in a couple of weeks. All right, when we get back, we'll hit our traditional local racing roundup, let you know who won at all the local tracks in western New York and southern Ontario, and we still have time here. Phone calls, too, 803 550 when we get back to wrap up Fast Track here on WGR. Hey, race fans, it's Dave Buchanan from my friends at Batavia Downs Gaming. Batavia Downs Gaming is the area's premier entertainment destination and it just looks fantastic. They they've renovated the the main entrance and the gaming floor there at Batavia Downs. It is so inviting and just great to be there. Tons of fun uh, going to Batavia Downs. They've got all the great games, including all your favorite uh, movie and TV themed games there at Batavia Downs, including you know Family Guy, Titanic, The Hangover, Sex in the City, Michael Jackson, Wheel of Fortune. Uh, they've got them all there at Batavia Downs Gaming. And while you're there, you can check out 34 Rush, which is Thurman Thomas' sports bar at Batavia Downs Gaming. Uh, check out all of Thurman's memorabilia on display, including his Hall of Fame jacket and his jersey from when he played here in Buffalo. Grab yourself a bite to eat or maybe a delicious adult beverage. And check out all the sports they have on all the HDTVs, you know, baseball, racing, horse racing, uh, golf, uh, all the major sports, they show them there at 34 Rush Inside Batavia Downs and they even have that big 15-foot projection screen on the weekends that you know, we were watching the Martinsville race when we were there uh, a couple of months ago. Also, they've got Italians' for- uh, Fortune's Italian Restaurant, that is, inside Batavia Downs too. Delicious pasta and pizza dishes that they have there too. Batavia Downs Gaming is open daily, 8 a.m. till 4 a.m. off 3 exit 48 right in Batavia. And for more information, be sure to follow Batavia Downs Gaming on Facebook and Twitter for up-to-date info and all promotions and discover why Batavia Downs Gaming is the area's premier entertainment destination, and tell them you heard about them right here on Fast Track. Alright, well, I'll get them out of the way first so I don't forget, because I always ha- I have the last couple of weeks. Freedom Motorsports Park on Friday, Damian Bidwell got the win in the Rush Late Models, Brad Rouse in the Sportsman, Levi Watson in the Street Stocks, and Deanna Shepard in the Mini Stocks. The Big R on Friday night, it was... A Wills family night at the Ransomville Speedway because it was Kenny Wills getting in the win in the 350 modifieds and his uncle Kevin Wills got the win in the Sportsman. It was by .008 seconds, eight thousandths of a second over Greg Martin. If you want to see how close that looks, you can check out my Twitter feed at Fast Track 550. I've got a screenshot from the video from that. If you want to see just how close that feature finish was, Pat Dell got the win in the Street Stocks. Chad Lederhouse in the four bangers and AJ Custody in the novice sportsman. Lancaster national dragway on Friday night. Jamie Stoneman in top eight got the win. Jason Subchitsky in top E.T. Dale Eckert in mod E.T. Brian Babiak in sleds and bikes and Mason Fix got the win in street E.T. Saturday night at Lancaster, it was the Sportsman SummerSlam 75, and Patrick Emmerling got his fourth Sportsman win in a row at Lancaster as he held off Billy Bird to get the victory there. Terry Weldy got the win in the Street Stocks. Kevin Bainbridge in the four-cylinders, and A.J. Hessler held off Dave Wallaber and Bobby Holmes to get the victory uh, in the TQ Midgets Saturday at Lancaster. Merrittville Speedway, uh, Mike Sedusic getting the win in the four-cylinders, Rob Murray in the Hoosier Stocks, Paul Klager in the Mod Lights, Also, it was in the Sportsman, it was Rob Knapp getting the win over Cody McPherson. And in the Modifieds, Tommy Flanagan held off Eric Rudolph and Mike Bowman to get the victory in the Modifieds at Merrittville on Saturday night. State Line Speedway last night, it was Doug Eck in the Super Late Models, Daryl Broussard in the Crate Late Models, Vic Vina in the Outlaw E-Mods, Justin Carlson in the Pro Mods, Dave Shagla Jr. in the Street Stocks, Ted Kaczynski in the Super Sportsman and Andy Proper in the Super Challenger seven divisions are racing. That's about three more divisions to my than my liking, but good for them at State Line, uh, Holland Speedway last night. The twin features for the Pro Chargers, Tim Welshens and Zach Myers were credited with the win. Bob Bogner in the Hornets, Brandon Debracalier in the Legends, James Steins in the Figure Eights, and Daryl Phillips in the Rookie Fours, and then Genesee Speedway. It was Brad Messler in the Crate Late Models, Greg Majefka getting his second win of the year in the Sportsman, Dave Dubois in the 360 Late Models, Butch Zimmerman in the Street Stocks, Brad Shepard in the Mini Stocks, and Eddie Kowalczyk getting the win in the Bandits at Genesee Speedway over in Batavia. Uh, Did not get the feature winners from Wyoming County last night. It's the SST Super Secret results. And tonight, if you're looking to take Dad to the races, you can go over to the Humberstone Speedway in Port Colborne. They've got their traditional five division racing program, plus autograph night, so you can meet the stars that drive the cars at Humberstone. Last week, there at Humberstone, Jay Mallory got the win in the Sportsman, and Colt Lettingham uh, picked up the late model win last weekend at uh, uh, Humberstone Speedway. So congrats to Colt, uh, Phil uh, Following in the footsteps of Rob Lettingham there in the uh, late models at the Humberstone Speedway. That'll do it for us. Thank you so much for listening this morning. Apologize by uh, uh, for not having the guest there in the first segment with Jim Utter. We'll try better next week. We will have Christian Fittipaldi on the program, and uh, we'll have uh, some NASCAR talk, too, of course, with uh, the series heading to Sonoma, California. That'll do it. Uh, ESPN Radio is up next. We'll have the NBA Finals here on the station tonight, so be, stay tuned to that. It's going to be a busy week here on WGR because the NF, uh, NHL draft is is next weekend right here in Buffalo. I'm sure there's going to be hockey news flying around here left and right, so stay tuned. You don't want to miss any of it here on the station. Happy Father's Day to all the dads. Have a great one. We'll talk to you next Sunday here on WGR. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix,
0: and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage.